What's going on, nieces and nephews? It's your favorite uncle, Uncle Dewey. And this is episode five. What a difference a week makes. Uh, just last episode, uh, episode four, I mentioned uh, about the uh, about the uh, the murder of George Floyd. And between then and now, a lot has happened in the world. Before I get started, let me just say this right here. Trayvon Martin, Michael Brown, Alton Sterling, Botham Jean, Atatiana Jefferson, Ahmaud Arbery, Sandra Bland, George Floyd, and countless others. Let's not forget Sandra Bland, let's not forget her, and countless others, countless others that have been victims of, pro- of police brutality. So what's going on? What is being done about this? I'm tired of seeing a slap on the wrist, losing their job, and that's it. We need convictions. You can see it for yourself. So this is episode five, and coming up, I believe I have a, I believe Will's still gonna be my guest. Uh, I gotta check with him real quick. But let's not forget their names. Philando Castile. Let's not forget him. And of course, Breonna Taylor. Let's not forget her. Say their names. Remember their names. You may not have known them personally. You may not have, uh, you, you may not even be related to them, but guess what? They're your family. They are a part of you because they are here in this country. You see what I'm saying? Remember them. Always remember them. Protect yourself, people. Remember them always. Say their names. You have a right. A little something about myself. I was always told that uh, this was after I started driving got my driver's license I was always told uh, to always keep my 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 hand on the steering wheel both both hands on the steering wheel when I got pulled over I was always told to make sure all the windows are down don't have too many people in your car I was told to always be respectful yes sir no sir yes yes officer no officer to be polite that it would make the situation the traffic stop a lot easier a lot less stressful but what about those who have done all of this and are still becoming victims what's going on with with the training of these law enforcement officers I mean the higher-ups can they can uh, raise the scale on requirements as far as education wise and I mean anybody can be an A student in college and when it comes to real world situations can become uh, quite dumb if I can even use that word right now you, you can pass the police academy you know here in South Carolina it's 12 weeks I believe for a certain agencies and six for others you can pa- you, you can pass the academy and when it comes to a real world real world situation you don't know what to do or 
you take all of your training and throw it out the window. So who's responsible other than the officer who's committed the crime? Who else is responsible? Is accountability even a factor as of this point? Or are we just letting these officers do whatever they want to do and it's okay? Slap on the wrist, you know, a little bit of uh, time off, light duty, and you're back. To me, it seems like, it seems as if things are being swept under the rug. It's like, okay, yeah, a situation makes the media and then it gets swept under the rug. What happens after the cameras are turned off? One, one thing I will say about this in this, you know, in, in this podcast, one thing I will say, of course, this week and last week, uh, lots of rioting, lots of protesting. Uh, I'm for the protest. Yes, protest. Let your voice be heard. You have a voice. You have a right. It's your right, of course. But looting, I do not condone. What is the purpose? What is the purpose of tearing up a business that you have no business, you have no relation to, or anything of that nature? Why are you tearing up these businesses and these and damaging people's property? What, what is the purpose? Will that change anything with the laws? No, it won't. But I am for the protest because I believe in having my voice heard. I believe in exercising my right just as you should you should exercise your right. I have sons. I have three sons and I have one daughter. I've already had this conversation with them. And a lot of you out there who are parents should have this conversation with them about the world that we live in. It's more than just PlayStation and Instagram. It's more than that. It's more than just the the, the, the most recent iPhone. It's more than that. When, when they step out that door, they should know about the world that they live in. I tell, I tell my children all the time about be, being aware of your surroundings. It's more than just playing and doing whatever they do. It's more than that. You have to be aware of your surroundings. My oldest son, he has a, he has a vehicle now. So I worry more about him because what if? What if he's just minding his own business? A simple situation as just coming from the store or going to the store, running the errand for, or whatever. And he gets pulled over. These are the conversations that we need to have with our children. It's all about awareness, people. That's what it's all about. Awareness. We have to keep our people, our children, safe and aware. We really do. We're going to go ahead and take a break real quick, and I'll be back in just a moment. And coming up later on the podcast, we're going to talk with Will, my man Will. Try to lighten the mood a little bit, but don't stop protesting. Don't stop making your voice heard because the moment that you decide to be quiet, that's when things get worse. And as you can see, they're getting worse now. Uh, today is uh, today is Tuesday, the 9th, uh, June 9th. And um, this is a, this part of the podcast is pre-recorded. But we uh, went to the polls today. Make your voice known. 
Because guess what? This is election year. Make your voice known. Make your voice heard. Do it. Put it on a t-shirt. Write it on a sticky note. Put it wherever you can see it. Make your voice heard. Make your voice known. Exercise your right. I am a black man. My life matters. Black lives matter. Trayvon Martin. Eric Garner. Michael Brown. Tamir Rice. Freddie Gray. Philando Castile. Sandra Bland. Ahmaud Arbery. Breonna Taylor. George Floyd. Black Lives Matter. Black Lives Matter. Say their names. Alright, I'm back. And as promised, through trials, tribulations, faulty equipment, faulty internet connections, and any and everything that could try to get on my nerves today, on today, we finally made it, and on the line, via phone, whatever you want to call it, is my boy Will Ingram. Say what's up to the people, sir. Yo, what's going on, Uncle Dewey? Yeah, you know I'm here. What's going on with you, Uncle? Man, nothing much, man. Just got myself a little, um, a two-for-two two at McDonald's. You know, <laughs> I can't supersize it, but it's all good. As long as I made it here, that's all that matters. Do they even have supersize anymore? Do they even have that option anymore? I don't think I've well, seen it. <laughs> well, I try my best to slide it in. Right. You know. <laughs> I was just saying, I don't even think they have that anymore, you know. Because already, you know, other countries already think we're too fat as Americans anyway. So, you know, of course, you know, we as Americans, uh, well, you know, the people above us, of course, feel like, hey, let's go ahead and just uh, cut down on their portions and see what happens. But that's another subject for another day. What's going on with you, black man? Oh, ain't nothing much, man. Just here, man, just to... You know, kick a little food for thought, some knowledge, man, for the people, man, and just really just hanging out. Oh, man. Um, as everybody knows, you know, like I said, my name is Will Ingram. To a lot of people, they know me as BJ. And to most people, they know me as Chill Will. Chill Will. That's it. Live on the ones and twos. Ones and twos. Well, uh, well, uh, too bad we can't play no music on these podcasts. Everything, you know, like we should. But I mean, it's cool either way. I'm still trying to figure out the whole thing myself. But um, you know, between breaks and everything, we talked about you know the recent events and everything. And now, more than ever before, it is it is to be realized that Black Lives Matter. Always, our lives. Our lives matter, sir. I'm a king. You're a king. Any black man out there is a king. And we as kings, we we are the ones that are 
set in a position to be leaders, right? Correct. Very much so. Absolutely. And uh, and I guess the reason being why we had to hire pilots because throughout our um, generations we went through so much adversity and so much hardship, and we always need outcomes. And I guess that's pretty much why that our history and our leadership and so forth stands out. Yeah. That's why it's very important. To know that Black Lives Matter, always, you know, and so and so we could teach to the younger generation that comes up, you know, of how much important Black Lives Matter, and now it's not only just Black Lives Matter, also all lives matter as well, right? You know. But you know what? You know what I was thinking? What if there was a way to twist time? What if the, because the younger generations now they're on fire, you know, the, their whole mentality is just, it's just you know it's you know they are young rebels in the making so it's like what if what if there was a way to twist time because you know our grandmothers and grandfathers you know you know that particular generation you know they were the ones who were being spit on and kicked and pushed and beaten you know and it's like what if our generation was able to you know to uh experience that i mean do you think that you know, it'll be totally different throughout history, or I mean, it's it's kind of hard to really try, trying to you know put in the words what I'm trying to say. But it's just like, you know, I see some old clips of, you know, how some people were being treated, you know, like walking down the street, and you know, they they you know some guys, you know, well actually you know black people in general they were being kicked and pushed and you know uh, you know to sick the dogs on them. I mean, and all they were doing was minding their business, you know, and I mean. In this, in this, ta- in this day and time, what this generation of young people? Nah, they ain't having that. <laughs> and you know, it's a, it's a good thing for that because it's like, I guess this new generation is more of a technology, technology type of mindset compared to more racial. Because it's more like, look, it's all about. Hey, bro, let's be, let's do this together. Let's do more than one, two, and two instead of just going back and forth as far as your skin color. Right. Because if, if you actually think about it, let me put it for example. When you use the word nigger, of course, most people would get offensive. Right. Off top. But now this generation, when you use the word nigger, it's like a slang as ass bitch or fucking excuse my language but right. that's pretty much it took the the hate out of it so to speak and it started to turn to an everyday slang and it, it's not as much offensive compared to back when our grand, grandparents had to deal with you right. know and like I tell some of you know some of my colleagues you know it's like you know, I guess it's even though it's offensive at the same time, I can't even tell you, you know, give you the go-to guys and say, hey, look, it's okay to use it. But at the same time, if you think about it, they use it as, it's like it's, it's on a regular. And that's something that, I'm used that as an example, excuse me, my brother can jump up, but I'm used that as an example of how if you can take that and trying to turn, trying to take 
much of the hate out of it. Right. It shows. It shows value. It shows value. Uh huh. You know. So that's my thing on that. But my thing is, is like the thing that I really, really can um commend this generation is like, hey, look, we are we 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 are too much advanced as far as in racism. We are more trying to build. We are more trying to use advance. We are more trying to come together. You know, and we cannot just let stuff like that to really pull us apart. Right. You know, because we've been we've been separated. We've been for so long. Now it's to that point. Is it's all about coming together and work together for what? And that's what I commend. Right. What do you think? Well. I, I say this right here, you know, um, as I said earlier in the podcast, you know, you know, we have a right to protest, but there are ways to do it. Um, you know, I, I condone protesting, but not, uh, but not, you know, looting and rioting and stuff like that, because tearing up stuff is not going to solve the problem because at the end of your, your, you know, at the end of you tearing up stuff, guess what? You still have the same problem plus you have a mess to clean up so i mean I, I like you know i like what's going on right now because of the fact that you know we are we are making our voices heard and yesterday yesterday you know uh you know we definitely made our voices heard by going to the polls you know so we are definitely out there. We're definitely making our voices heard, and that's a beautiful thing. It's just that we need to be—I don't know—I guess you know, if, if we if we could just cut out the looting, you know, the stuff like that, you know, the unnecessary stuff. Right. Right. But I mean, my thing is this right here. It, it's 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 definitely we are definitely living in in history. You know, I, I can definitely say that. Hey, you know, I remember that day. Well, I remember that day. Oh, that was crazy that day. Mm, I remember that time. Boy, let me tell you what we did that time. You know, we are definitely rewriting the history books. It's all over the nation right now. You got there are there are monuments that's been up for years that are being torn down. It's it's basically a revolution that's going on right now. And, and it's, it's, go ahead. And it's funny about you. Go ahead. Not only our nature, but the whole world come together just trying to stop racism. Period. Right. You understand what I'm saying? And not only, you know, from city to city, it just seemed like everybody just come together and say, "Hey, look, you know, we tired of people getting killed. We tired of people um fighting peace brutality and stuff like that." It's to that point. It's like you know. The killers are taking advantage of your power need to stop. Mm-hmm. And it's sad, and it's sad because, you know, pretty much I brought up correctional, I can speak on both parties. Exactly. I feel, I feel, it, it's, it's, a, it's a split between law enforcement, between the good cops and the bad cops. Right. It's much more harder than on the good cops because they are here for one, to protect and serve. Two, not only that, they are here to make a difference in showing people, hey, look, I'm here to help. I'm not here to cause harm by the end of the day. I got to do my job so I can go home to my family. Right. It's right, it's right, it's wrong, it's wrong. On the 
other hand, you got these bad cops that is so um used um like not 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 say negative action, but that needs some type of adrenaline rush just to just to pretty much just to say, hey, look, you know, um, I shoot this guy or I arrest this guy or they just want that type of drama of uh, that of what's the best way to say Uncle Dewey? It's like um, it's like they're on the hunt, you know, they're on the hunt. Right. You know, they're, they're looking for that thrill, like you said, that thrill. And that thrill is taking down the criminal. It, you know, so they, they a lot of these officers come fresh from the academy and they're looking for that for that takedown, for that rush, for that adrenaline rush. Um, right. You know, same with um, <clears throat> I mean, same with like a lot of um, you know, a lot of people in the military, you know, who and this is, you know, not saying anything bad about the military, but. You know, you got some who, who go in and who are just looking for that kill, you know, when, when they go to war. You know, it's more it's more to that, and a lot of people know that. You know, even though they have taken that vow to serve and protect, to serve, excuse me, and to protect, to serve and to protect, it's like they forget about that. You know, the, the vow that they're thinking of at the moment when they're taking their vow is uh to to hunt and to kill and we need to stop that you know it's making it bad for those who are out there who are doing their job and being good and and even those who are doing community policing you know um when you're doing community policing you know you 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 get to know the residents of the community and you do your part you you build your bond with the residents of that that uh community that you are policing so that should anything go wrong, they will come to you first before they even call 911. You know, and it's making it hard for those who have that relationship with the community because now they're thinking, oh, you know, police out here killing everybody. No, I, I don't want to deal with you. I don't want to deal with you. When, when, when you come to work every day and you have no intentions of killing anybody, you just want to you, you just want to protect your community and keep it moving. So correct, and, that, and that's the thing because you know. Um, I can't speak for every law enforcement, but officer. But once they get on, once they get on the street, their mentality is, "Hey, look, I am trying to prevent every incident I can." Right. You know? Yep. If, if that means I have to take that person to jail just to prevent the um, situation, I have to do what I have to do. If I am willing to talk this person down. And just trying to escalate or this this escalate the incident, that will make my job even better. But you also got to remember the mentality that they have too, because once they come into a, a situation, they don't know what to expect. They don't know what your intentions are, you know. So pretty much, it's kind of like you rolling a dice and hopefully you hit the lucky number seven. That's nine out of ten chances. It uh -huh. may hit it, it may not. It all depends. So you, instead of you using your action, you have to use be smart of how to handle the situation. Right. But on the other hand, you have some people who are mostly are mostly outright or just on a different type of emotional level that they don't know what's going on or what they're dealing with or how to really 
shots was going on. So mm-hmm. you got two different mindsets or emotions going at it, like clashing at one time, it could lead to either or of what I just said before. Yep. how the situation going to get handled. Yep. So, so that's pretty much what most law enforcement is pretty much trying to say. But a lot of people who've never been in that situation, it's hard for them to understand it unless they see it or see it for themselves. Right. You know. Okay. And that's and that's why that's why it's kind of hard that um you know it makes uh, some of these bad cops. Bad for the good cop because of you know now I can't really it's hard for me to do my job because the first thing they're gonna look at is when I try to do my job I try to really hurt that person and then then their statistics is just trying to kill me so they can protect themselves right and you know there's there's truth to the fact that you know one bad apple spoils a bunch but mm-hmm. but my thing is this right here what if you remove the bad apple when it starts to spoil will the rest of the bunch be saved uh who knows i mean who knows who knows i mean my 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 thing is this right here because i mean i was i was right down the street when when the gentleman a few years back i think it was like 2014 when on broad river when a gentleman was shot um at the shell station and clearly, the, uh, the the camera footage showed that he that that he um, didn't even know that the officer was behind him. And so when he got out the vehicle, he was like, "Oh, who me?" And then he reached back in to get his license. The officer flipped on him, and long story short, you know, just went, you know, pulled his, you know, drew his weapon, and the, the video shows him, you know, getting shot. I mean, and when you slow the when you slow the video down. You see how the whole time the guy was getting shot, he had his hands in the air. So it was multiple shots going to him while he had his hands in the air. And clearly, if you zoom in closer during that footage, you will see that there was no weapon in his hand. So if there's no weapon, why are you shooting this man? You know, it's it's one of those things that, you know, probably will never resurface or even in any sense try to bring some type of common sense to but I mean here it is here it is 2020 and we are still dealing with uh, these type of police officers and law enforcement I should say and it's just like when will it end I mean all we want is to be heard and to have the same respect as others in my opinion I mean, <laughs> in my opinion, it's like this right here. You know, it's all about common sense. Regardless of what goes down, Black Lives Matter. We will all we matter. Also, we are we are a people who deserve the respect and the justice that is well deserved to us. You know, I may I, I may not have worded that right, but this is but it's like this right here. We deserve the same respect. Early in the podcast, I. I I um I called out those names. Say their names. Because their names matter. Always. Their names and many more throughout history. Each and every single name matters. It matters. Their their names matter. Black lives matter. 
and here it is episode five and we the people our people your people mm-hmm. our voices need to be heard ain't that right William uh, all day long that's right my thing on that my thing on this is this mm-hmm. this is the election year people yep okay and this is this is this is the time that everybody needs to get on these button poles okay don't just sit back and say well um your vote don't count or you can't even make it to the voting post. This is the part right here, part right here, excuse me, that your vote will count. After right. these riots went down and everybody came together, this should be the same aspect when it comes to November. You understand what I'm saying? Because in this vote is going to help us to narrow down the peace brutality also it can also help us long in longevity even long term to make this nation a better place not only for us but also for the next generation come come behind us and that's why i say our vote does count and as far as black lives matter it does really matter in my opinion all lives does matter okay because we are living in the last days, people. You understand what I'm saying? And I don't really want to get in deep into it, but I'm going to say this. <laughs> Go ahead, pastor. <laughs> but if you look on social media, to your TV, into the newspaper, you see it that certain stuff that's not even right, it started to come to really, really, we started to live it. And it's sad. You yep. understand what I'm saying? It's very, very sad. That's why when it comes down, I never fathom that we had to go through the police brutality because as a kid, when we was taught, hey, the police are some good guys, you know, we look up to them, yep. we get the help, this, that, and the third. But now we cannot, now we look at police as an enemy, and that's bad. You know, it's really, really bad. We should not have that thought process. All this to say this. By November, the same way we come together and, you know, RIP to George Floyd, we need to come together for this vote and we need to come together to make this world a better place. Yep. But not only for us, for our kids. Yep. If, we, if, if we don't, we're going to get the same results, even a lot worse, and it's going to rotate until somebody to really take the stand to change. And that's what I have to say about that. My thing is this right here, you know, uh, in reference to the slogan, make America great again. Uh, I don't think I was around when it was first great. Now, uh, mm-hmm. I'm going to tell you when, I'm tell you when America was great. America was great when it was written by Nas came out. Yeah, yeah, that was a good album. Yeah. Oh, Lord. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, look at, look at, America was great when, <clears throat> excuse me, when, Aquimini came out. Yeah, that was that was a good time. Yeah. Yeah, good, good yeah. time. <laughs> yeah, you know, <clears throat> you know, America, America was great when 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 hip hop was first introduced. You know, when the culture was first introduced. I mean, we were, you know, we were we were dancing together. You know, multi race. You know, 
multi-races. We was dancing together. We were spinning on the cardboard. We had our Kangos, our Shell Toad Adidas, and our Adidas suits and all that. You know what? That that's that, that's when America was great. <laughs> but I mean, you know, you know. But uh, I said I had to say this. You know, look, it's all in the mind. You know, we we can we can make greatness if we just put our mind to it. And Will, I want to thank you for for joining me via telephone connection, whatever it was a ordeal, but we made it, man. We made it, made it finally, finally. When I tell you, when I tell you, it was a day. It was a day. It was. De- it was definitely a day. But look, as always, throughout this podcast, I'm gonna tell you all the listeners the same thing. Say their names. If you say their names, you know. I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna drop a few, but y'all know. Say their names: Philando Castile, Brianna Taylor, George Floyd, Trayvon Martin. See what I'm saying? Say their names. Say their names. Their their lives their lives matter. Black lives matter. Simply put. So thank you all for listening. I want to thank Will for joining me. Will, any last words? This is the benediction, Pastor. Any, any last words? <laughs> God be with uh, you. But now, uh, thank you for having me, man. Of course, there'll be more to come. Yep. You know, and you already know that. So pretty much, I got my little jersey for the first draft. I appreciate that. Chain four. Chain four. each one and that's right our lives matter black lives matter simple as that yes sir well thank you so much man we're going to go ahead and go into the closing uh comments after this uh, stay tuned peoples we'll be right back all right nieces and nephews i'm back we're gonna go ahead and uh wrap this up want to thank my boy Will for stopping by uh, more to come from him in the future as well as other special guests you never know who I'm going to have on the show 
So stay tuned for that. Remember, if you don't remember anything else, you are somebody. Black Lives Matter. Say their names. Say your name. Your name is important too. I want to thank everybody for listening and stay tuned for episode six. I'll probably be back more with some foolishness, uh, although this was a different level, different, excuse me, level of foolishness this time around. But now it's time to go back to the fun foolishness. So, and make no mistake that in the process, of course, I will still keep my eyes open as you keep your eyes open and your ears open to the world today, on the world today, I should say. All right, looks like I'm babbling. Okay, here we are. Conclusion, the benediction, whatever you want to call it. Thank you all for listening. Thank you all for stopping by. Uh, be sure to become a audience member. Yeah, you know, do that for me. You know, because you never know what I come up with. I want to thank you for all your support, for all the listeners who have just who uh, decided to support me. And I just want to thank you all. Thank you. A very special, special thank you to you all. I appreciate you all. So, here I go. I'm out of here. I'm gone. Exit. All of that. See y'all later. See you on the next episode. God bless.